<laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. I'm Corey. And today we have a very special friend who I just met, and from the second I met her, I was like, we have to have her on the podcast, and you're like, I'm already on it. Yeah, <laughs> done. Um, who do we have today, wife? We have Amanda, and I forgot to check with you how to pronounce your last name. It's Payjack. Payjack. Okay, yeah. I thought so, I thought it was. It's so Amanda cool. Payjack. Amanda was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Yes. which is always challenging for me. Ontario. <laughs> the, the three, because it's the country... And then the province, province. Yeah. and then the city. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she we, is, we like to make that distinction because every time there's like in the United <clears throat> States, they'll be like Toronto, Canada, and you're like, but but Ontario is part of this too. Yeah, yeah. When my sister lived in Hawaii, it was very confusing because mm-hmm. it was Honolulu, Oahu. Wait, no, I might be getting it right. On the island of Oahu, Honolulu. Waikiki, I don't know, fuck, it doesn't matter. So the provinces anyway. are so large, they're like countries all into themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're just massive yeah. <laughs> geographic land. Anywho, tangent. Um, Amanda was born in Canada. <laughs> she is one of four siblings. She has her master's degree in art history and dress history, which I did not even know that was a, a thing. thing, from Court Old Institute in Art in London. Um, and she specialized in costume and material culture. So cool. She currently works at American Federal Federation. Oh my gosh, this is hard. I'll this cut is this out. Be a hard one. No, you don't have to cut it out. I'm just flubbing over my words. I think it's because I haven't really spoke much since I woke up. Um, she currently works Clearly. at Great. the American Federation of Arts as executive administrator and the manager of Lewis. Cor- Lewis Comfort Tiffany Foundation. She is currently working on her second master's degree in art business at NYU. Whoa! One isn't enough. She is an avid yogi and cyclist and, of course, an astrologer and tarot card reader. And we are here to talk about all things, all things. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Quick little backstory on how we met. So a mutual friend of mine... And Emily, who Emily was on our podcast um, like maybe a month ago, she knows Megan, and Megan at, was running a yoga retreat and asked me to cook for her yoga retreat, and then I met this beautiful human, and we did a second yoga retreat, mm. and Amanda came on as the in-house tarot reader, astrologer, which was super fun, and even just like the car ride up, yeah, learning. So I don't know. My sister, my younger sister, was has always kind of been into tarot cards. I remember when I was younger, I picked my um, like uh, spirit animal, which I don't even remember what it was. It was a random one. It was like a beaver or a badger or something. I know the deck we're talking I about. I did not connect yeah. with. I was mm-hmm. like, can I pick again? I don't know. <laughs> but I've never really been into tarot cards or astrology, so it was super interesting hearing from you, and I just can't wait to learn more. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let's um, dive in. Yeah, before we get into all the fun things, um, let's go with Wednesday Wisdom. Corey, would you like to start us off? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go. <laughs> um, this week for me has been kind of, I've been doing a lot of work with life. Like, I did one shoot with a life coach where we did like episodic life coach stuff, and nice. then another one um, where this guy is essentially doing like an MBA for people that don't have an MBA, but it's more like kind of like life advice. All great stuff. 
I'm not super into the life coachy world, mm-hmm. um, but there's nuggets that are like good. And they didn't actually say this, but I kind of like morphed it into my own thing, which is make agreements with yourself and then hold yourself accountable to those agreements, which is really hard because yeah. if you're just doing it with yourself, you're like, well, I don't really have to. So I've been trying to make agreements with myself and off put, you know, momentary satisfaction for like the long term. So I've been working pretty much every day for the last month and a half. And we have a vacation coming up and I'm like, if I can just nose to the grindstone, go for it as hard as I possibly can until it's going to make the break so much more satisfying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have been running myself ragged, but next uh, Thursday, it's going to be great. Going to relax and have some fun. And, but it's really holding myself accountable has been like super helpful Mm -hmm. and has upped my productivity. So make agreements with yourself and stick to them. That's my Wednesday wisdom. Mine's mine's kind of similar, actually, I would cool. say. And the piece of wisdom has to do with, like, remembering the long game. Mm. Yeah. Like, in the moments where you get really frustrated, like, depending on whatever the circumstance is, you can feel really frustrated or trapped by whatever the boundaries are that you have to sort of bounce off the walls within. Yeah. And with, like, if it's a problem at work or it's, like, an immediate conversation and someone said something, like, we get really granular, I think, sometimes totally. when it comes down to getting offended or, mm-hmm. like, our sensitivities. Sometimes we have very, like, raw nerves. But the whole idea is, like, how you interact with people or situations think what you want on the outset of it instead of like letting the rawness of your emotions right. like overtake you. That's really smart. And so like I think especially with yoga like breathing is a mm-hmm. huge part of that and like the meditative practices like you got to slow down. Yeah. So like the wisdom of that I think is just like long game what do you want on the other side of this interaction? Oof. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. good one. That's really and good. And it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Definitely. That's great. I, uh, I'm i going to steal that. Do for, it. Maybe I'll steal that next week. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, I feel like I've been having a lot of really deep ones, so I wanted to go. Oh, <laughs> what's wrong with me today? I wanted to go light. And I wanted to be Airy. breezy. I'm breezy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, probably about a month ago, I did a digital detox mm. for Friday, Friday through Sunday. And since stopping my digital detox, I um, turned off. I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. I turned off all my Instagram notifications, nice. which was really huge, and I loved it. I also turned off my email notifications, mm. which I really enjoy because it forces me to be more present when I choose to look at my phone. Um, but I'm noticing that sometimes I look at it, and I don't have time to respond. So then it just kind of stresses me out because then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, now I have to respond to those emails, but I don't have time. Interesting. So it's going to be one of my intentions for December, um, but I'm kind of already starting it now, is to only look at my emails when I know I have time mm-hmm. to respond to them, which I need to find a balance because I ignored my emails for three days. Mm. <laughs> That's a great thing. That is so prevalent. Like It's so on point with... Our shared existence in the digital world right? yeah. yeah yeah we all need to do that it's great. Yeah. yeah 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 there's a couple of like experts that talk about batching <clears throat> like set aside 30 minutes to respond yeah. to all of your emails and mm-hmm. then you're done yeah and if it's pressing you can respond to it like two points in the day sometime in the morning yeah. sometime at night yeah. probably is 
best practice. Yeah. Yeah. So turn off your email notifications and or look at them when you know you can respond. Basically, totally. throw your phone away, move to Montana, live yeah. on a farm. Agree. Don't. Do it. Live off the grid. Should we go now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> all right. So we're going to start getting into all things Amanda. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was telling you earlier before we started pressing record, I don't really know anything about astrology, so it's hard for me to come up with questions. Yeah. But I'm going to start with... How did you get into astrology and tarot reading? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this definitely links to the bio. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I am a student of art history, mm-hmm. art historian, um, formal educations in that area. Uh, I went to a performing arts high school in Toronto called the Etobicoke School of the Arts and majored in, in fine art. So I was constantly making images, <clears throat> making visual culture, making... Um, sort of like fixed items, whether it's like sculpture or printmaking. And then you're constantly in that space where you're thinking about how to represent ideas or the unspeakable, like mm-hmm. these sort of like intangible subconscious elements into something that is tangible right. and pictorial and sometimes iconic and you work with symbols. So from that perspective, I was making and then also studying historically that making process Whoa. so looking at artists how artists would operate how they're connected to patronage so trying to represent their time and place but also being commissioned to do those types of mm-hmm. um projects um and also the idea of looking at humanity looking at how we want to represent the things in our lives that are really really complex Mm. um before people were um literate Mm -hmm. the vast majority of people were literate we're looking at signs and symbols and even before that um people are making cave drawings trying to represent what it is that they see Mm -hmm. in and around them and some of those cave drawings were of celestial bodies right, right, <laughs> they right. were they were stars um if you look as early back as mesopotamia and then some of the more advanced societies that that came from that really early period uh people needed to compartmentalize but order life i sure. think it's a very human uh need and desire to want to rationalize it makes sense of it to some degree, especially mm-hmm. once you get beyond certain moments where you're constantly fighting to survive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and that's where we see our refinement of some of these like esoteric thoughts. But yeah, I think when it comes down to people and understanding their role in the world, we look for meaning. Mm-hmm. And meaning we search for inside ourselves, certainly, um, but in the natural world. And if we look up to the skies, right there is like a map. It's an ever-changing system, system of light that like navigates us, literally Literally. navigates us. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like kind of today with the way things are, we've kind of lost that. I mean, certainly not everybody, but a vast majority of people have kind of lost that looking upward. Mm -hmm. I know here in New York, we don't really see stars all that often. So like... Anytime I'm in California, like I look up, I'm like, oh my God, whoa, this mm-hmm, is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can, 
I feel like we've kind of lost that as a society. So I'm interested to hear kind of your take on yeah. like what what it means and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, well, the moon becomes really important. Like like being city dwellers, mm-hmm. we still see the moon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. depending on what the weather is like, you know, right. that can yeah. change things. But I think we we all know, like, even on Instagram, what you were saying before, like this. People take pictures of the moon all the time, mm-hmm. or images of like the sun and light reacting to like their life around them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really fascinating to me to think too, like if we're thinking about the moon, the moon doesn't produce any light. It's it's not technically a planet, though in astrology we refer to it as a planet. Mm. Um, but it's reflecting the sun's light. Yeah. Like. That's, that's what we see. So yeah. even in this moment of darkness, Whoa. wherever you are in the world, yeah. you have the sun's light being reflected through the moon. Mm. And if like we're, we'll dig down a little deeper with that, that's why people in mostly Hellenistic astrology, which is like one branch of astrology, one uh, area of study, we can call it that. Sure. Um, they refer to the moon as being how we emotively reflect our egoic sun sign. Mm. So I'll step back yeah, for just I was a sec. Like, no, no. <laughs> you didn't hear it, my, my brain had a tiny explosion, but continue. It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> so just some like um, bare bones is you have, everyone in their chart has a a map, I like that, that word, a map of planets in certain houses, in certain signs, as it came to be when you came to be mm-hmm. so the moment you were born it was like a snapshot of like a picture of the sky you have these fixed placements of planets that are constantly moving asteroids that are also you know yeah. in a certain map work and framework and that is the energy you were born into yeah and energies are really like fraught term to use. It's right. like uh, it, it can generalize too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But something that I think is really poignant and to sort of simplify, like only you were born at that very specific sure. snapshot of a moment. Like you were strong enough to come into the world at that point. Right. And that's really important to think about, especially when people have difficult placements of planets. So you have your sun and your moon. Uh, sun I would really briefly describe as your egoic self how you see yourself it's your identity your heart that fiery passion that's like the main one when people like look up their horoscopes yes okay yeah so that is that is for all intensive purposes when people refer to oh I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Sagittarius or I'm a Gemini that's their sun people are generally talking about their sun signs okay uh, then you have your moon which is another very important component that has to do with your emotional self your emotional realms uh, how you manifest your emotions, how you feel and intake emotions. And again, it's a reflection of light from the sun because, of course, our emotions stem from our inner self, our mm-hmm. hearts. And then your ascendant sign um, is is very important because it generally looks at the tone, the trajectory of your life. Interesting. And ascendant is when the sun rose on the day you were born, regardless of what time, it is the house and the sign that the sun rose up and into. Interesting. So on the day that I was born, my the sun came up through the sign of Scorpio. And so I have a Scorpio ascendant. Mm-hmm. And the characteristics and the themes of that sign, so they say... <laughs> 
is going to be inextricably linked to my life path, mm-hmm. wow. how I like unfold my life. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so everyone is different. Everyone is yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and highly complex. <laughs> so, and, and different in each particular day and time and cause yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like a fingerprint, I guess, yeah. if you will. Yeah. A fingerprint. Like, um, or like what it's you the code into. work. It's yeah. the energy. And it is again, tying it back to that idea it's only it's you yeah Yeah. at that very specific moment where you were born yeah Yeah. Yeah. i like that because i i think a lot of people when focusing on just their sun sign and knowing just their sun sign it's there's this um idea of like how can you clump all these people in and assume we're all the same just because we were born around the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um i think i i mean i'm sure you hear this or get this that it's like, well, how, okay, you can read my horoscope, but how is that supposed to, like, you and Casey were born on the same day. Yeah. But I'm sure you're, that would be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, I would like to know how different you guys are. In, uh, but when anyway. we have, like, general similar, like, some things would be similar. Like, yeah. if we're both born on November 16th, mm-hmm. there you go, world. Um, I probably think about myself in a similar way that, he thinks about himself with the mm-hmm. same intensity of a Scorpio, the same yeah. sort of uh, singular fixed focus around yeah. certain things, which <laughs> can lead to detrimental so moments. Cute. Absolutely. <laughs> but like even this conversation, yeah. like how how deep do we go, guys? Like <laughs> yeah. you let me know because yeah. I'll go there. <laughs> like um, it, it can like that's how I see myself. But my sun sign is Scorpio and my ascendant is also Scorpio. OK, so Ooh, that it means like you guys actually see me how I see myself oh, in a wow. lot of ways. Uh, your ascendant yeah. is the ruler of the first house mm-hmm. um, and the first house indicates how you look like it's your it's your body. It's it's the head. It's Aries. It's this first moment where you're like, I am willed into being and it there are certain traits that right. all people with an ascendant in Scorpio, and this I know is a, here's a statement I'm throwing out there. <laughs> people can comment as they wish, yeah. but um, they will have similar traits. That's so cool. Penetrating eyes, like with yeah. a Scorpio. I like, I want to like get them out here to like check again. <laughs> Casey, come here. <laughs> Usually darker brown hair. Yeah. Um, he has dark brown hair. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's crazy. So I've so, yeah. so when you see um like for example, um Refinery twenty nine always email I am on their news list and they always email, Oh, you know, this is your horoscope. And I've sometimes too, I yeah. sometimes I read it and I'm like, Oh fuck yeah, like that's mm-hmm. super accurate. And then sometimes it's like, Well, I don't I don't well, know. It's definitely a hit or miss. Like yeah. I think here's the problem right we're it's predictive sometimes Mm -hmm. and there's many many schools of astrology or like ways to approach it that it is like different languages at the end of the day and again if we're looking at uh an occult knowledge that has been around for hundreds of years there's going to be differing opinions. You have Hellenistic astrology, you have Vedic astrology, which is more of an Eastern framework with mm-hmm. completely different systems, codes, and like oh, mathematical calculations to sure. figure out points and lots and fortunes and so on. And then you have medieval astrology. Sure. We had the Enlightenment, which was like, this is not something we want to focus on right now. 
thank you very much, Mr. Galileo, yeah. but we're going to like continue in a, a forward-looking right. way that doesn't want to look back on these more like sort of spiritual elements of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have revivals. And I think we're actually in a revival right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Victorian era was an interesting time where you had the seances. People were really interested in like what was below the surface and trying to like call upon like the spirits and mm-hmm. uh, people were thinking again about astrology in a certain way. But it's all evolutionary and the right. information is evolutionary. Yeah. So because we exist now today, like our immediate ancestors delineated that this was not important or it's not something that we want to in, in like the forefront of how we live our lives sure. in the West. But right. in other areas of the world, uh, case in point, Pakistan or India, like your horoscope is part of the news. And that's like mm-hmm. in a very alive and um, activated way of using astrology to, mm. to navigate your, your life crazy. on a daily basis. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, wow. it's for you, right? Right. Yeah. Like all of this information, they call it like occult and occult just simply means it's hidden. It's sure. Hidden. Yeah. It's, it's there for you to discover and use however you want. So how do you parcel out and um, tease out the, the meaning or... The information that's pertinent like to you mm-hmm. like how does yeah, one go about like question. how would I go about finding out a little bit more about myself yeah. in that in that regard mm-hmm. um, uh, well given that we are in the digital age there are apps now there sure. are like a ton of apps that are are being used um, get an astrologer <laughs> get an astrologer yeah okay. I mean to do Contact it Amanda. to do yeah, yeah please um, <laughs> to do it and to do it well and to be and this this ties to art history too like to be a good historian you have to sort of look at all parts ask deep questions Mm -hmm. and research sure and so the complexity of a chart in the first place Mm -hmm. to be able to decode it and to understand the symbols and the placements and the houses and so on and so forth uh it takes someone who's devoted a ton of time sure to understanding this wisdom yeah um it's like individuals who have any sort of specialized information about things right like you go like something as um something as surfacely basic as being a mechanic you'd be like oh fix my car like don't know a thing about it how do i find out anything about the car but like the complexity of the inner works in like of an automobile Mm -hmm. a combustion engine holy cow like (laughs) so like i'm i like if i want to know like you go see a specialist and that mechanic is like sure yeah this valve isn't working but it's interconnected with all of these other parts of Mm -hmm. the machine and this is what the machine is made of. Yeah. It's these metals for a very specific reason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, yeah. So, so it's you can the go same that thing. deep into... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, yeah. crazy. Like, okay. for this conversation, I think it, it serves us well to talk about it in a very, um, like, open surface way. But, the le- like, the level you can go mm-hmm. to, like, I think we're students of life mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And with something like this, and yoga's the same way, it's your life of learning. Sure. And so I'll never be able to sort of sit across from anybody right. and say, I know, like, 
I solved it, guys. I know it all. <laughs> yeah, Ask yeah, me yeah. any question. Yeah. Right. Um, that's another thing about hidden information. Like, yeah. you got to be willing to look and to go there and ask a ton of questions. And also, naturally, there'll be differing opinions about sure. how to interpret things. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So when you when I see these, you know, general horoscopes, mm-hmm. it's like on this day, on uh, like November fourteenth, you're gonna have. Mm-hmm. a lucky day or like I don't know what the fuck it says yeah but how do they find out those things and right. what makes them decide mm-hmm. so I don't the, know who them is but an astrologer, <laughs> an astrologer <yeah. laughs> uh, they're looking at how the planets are currently moving okay so uh, given the day today yesterday which was November 16th um, Venus went direct into the sign of Libra where mm-hmm. she's at home that's her a sign of rulership mm-hmm and Mercury went retrograde. It went retrograde in the sign of Scorpio. So that impacts us all collectively. Mm-hmm. And, and then it also, on a, a much more personal level, impacts you specifically because of where your chart mm. has certain placements. Okay, that so, makes sense. Interesting. Can I ask you like a, like a broader question, kind of yeah. like uh, us in the West and kind of what's going on like politically yeah, like over the last oh, yeah. two years? Can you, yeah, this. can you maybe talk a little bit about like starting, you know, maybe before Trump and then where kind of where you are now? I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to bring up his name, but like, can you just speak astrology, like maybe what's been going on and how that might maybe sure, affecting kind sure, of sure. the current uh, climate? We, we don't even need to like... You know, yeah. thou that shall not be said, right, 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 right. <laughs> his name shall not well, be said. Yeah. But like that, the populist movement, the yeah. um, the isolationism that's happening mm-hmm. not only here in America, but it's happening in many, everywhere. Yeah, many yeah. other places. Uh, I look at it from a really big shift that's happened to uh, an outer planet, Uranus. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been talking about how it's moved into Taurus, and this is. It's a big deal because the outer planets move so slowly. Mm-hmm. We all have them in common. Like generations will have the same placement of an outer planet. So there's the generation of Pluto and Scorpio, which I, I think we all belong to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have Saturn and Capricorn or Saturn in, or pardon me, not Saturn, um, Neptune, Neptune mm-hmm. and Capricorn. And so like these are like the things that, as we look at it as a generation, it has a characteristic that's shared. <coughs> okay. So when a really big planet like Uranus goes into a new sign, you see a collective shift. Interesting. And Uranus is a planet that demands freedom. It's uh, revolutionary freedom. It wants to radically change something that came before and to do so in a very demanding way. So there are other uh, other planets would see a much more easier transition or a mm-hmm. different kind of change. Like specific to Uranus, it's freedom mm-hmm. and independence as well. So it's moved into Taurus, mm-hmm. and Taurus is a sign that is very much. It's it's very. There's lots to say about it, but specific to what you've yeah. asked, has to do with money. Oh, possession, interesting. land, mm. segmentation of land, ownership. <laughs> Heavy. So, yeah. And this is my interpretation, sure, sure. of course, and yeah. subject to criticism and comment and feedback. Yeah. But for me, as I look at it, 
really like if if we're just going to say something to start the conversation about mm-hmm. it, we are defining boundaries and borders in a whole new way. Right, that we makes are, sense. We are like especially with NAFTA being, you know, mm-hmm. torn apart now uh, and having some sort of ridiculous agreement that exists through bullying, like it's redefining the boundaries, the borders between trade. Um, <clears throat> Brexit, I think, is like yeah, a really... that's a big thing right now, too. Yeah. Case in point in that. Crazy. Um, it just feels yeah. like there's so much monumental shift happening mm-hmm. and there's so much resistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Historically it, speaking, it's the same period of time that was lead up to World War Two. Really? Yeah, like oh, that's the last terrifying. time. The last How dare time, you say? I that. know. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> bring it heavy now. But you just gave me so much is. anxiety. <laughs> like, and it get, like, Taurus is money, yeah. and the stock market crash in '39. Like, yeah. it's all or '29. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's all similar. Similar. Like it's an echo, right? History echoes. Yeah. You know. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But amazing things happen through conflict, right? Sure, totally, yeah. yeah. And if we think of how we've progressed coming out of World War II, like, again, sometimes we just need to be smacked upside the head yeah. with, like, global conflict. Right. And, of course, I would look at nature right now as one of these things that is definitely impacting all of our lives all over the world. Yeah. And we're getting smacked upside the head with that. Yeah. And we could see great progression come out of yeah. this. That's, like, revolutionary change, too. But you have to go through this like dark night of the soul. We all have to go through it. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because of where we live, but I mean, a lot of people I know are just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? Well, that ties to the want and desire to look at yourself, right? Right. What's going on in the world? Yeah. Let's examine that. What's going on with me? Mm. That's a little harder to examine. And so... That's what I love about astrology. Yeah. Like, my chart even shows me that. It's like, wow, you are really interested in occult knowledge. And it's all there in your first house, which is everything to do with you. Yeah. Um, And your character, your will, and what you want. What do you you want to put your energy towards? Yeah. Um, So I think it's, it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. Because especially if you live in a world that you're, you feel is fraught and it's scary and everything is changing in and around you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what makes us feel a bit more comfortable at the end of the day, being able to look at ourselves and be like, okay, I have some understanding of who I am and I can now navigate a world that can seem really complex and find allies and help me out. In terms of, like, the long term, uh, I feel like with the internet uh, specifically, maybe you can speak to this, like, we're in, in, like, our infancy of understanding what the internet, like, is. Yeah. So I feel like we're kind of this gnashing wailing like can't even really form sentences as a as a species understanding what we've created yeah um is the time that we're in some kind of like a new new beginning Mm -hmm. type situation i mean again i'm speaking from a place of complete ignorance i'm a moron when it comes to this i'm just no i I would not call you a moron i think i think it shows great intelligence to ask questions and want to know more yeah um I think, like, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, to Mm -hmm. quote the famous song, like, Mm -hmm. Aquarius is a sign that is, some would say, like, the the oddball out. It's Mm -hmm. almost um, like the mad scientist. It's the individual who's really fascinated with knowing, reading information. It's an airy sign. Um, Air as in, like, air air around us. It's the, the element of the sign. Gotcha. And... 
it is singular outside of groups. And so it's amazing to me that something like the internet like came up and from a generation that saw Aquarius in such a prominent place in their lives. How do we connect groups of people? And it was only a handful of individuals that actually had the idea to right. create a system of information that is like the internet now. Yeah. So it took sort of that person or way of thinking outside of a collective group or groups uh, to come up with something like right. this. Right. And now we're navigating this very airy space. Like it's so intangible. You can't mm-hmm. you can't grab the internet like you're, <laughs> we're we're using devices that like feed us information constantly. Yeah. Um, but I think something that sort of pulling back, I'm just fascinated with regulation. Like we of the, live of the internet. Of the internet. Yeah. yeah. Like how how do we how do we create laws that protect us? from the harassment that people mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. on the internet yeah. um, to hate speech that gets like spewed on the internet. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying how it has positively impacted humanity. Yeah, totally. No denying. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that we have the internet. Sure. <laughs> but it's just, we need, we need other people thinking about it in a way that helps us to protect us from ourselves. Right. And that is nothing to say that we should not have the freedom and the, the rights that would see us express ourselves. Sure. But I, I think about that a lot. I think about regulation. I do too, because yeah. regulation, a lot of people are like, fuck regulation, like mm-hmm. let people, but like, re, re, they're put in place for safety. Like yeah. building yeah. regulation is very fucking important. Mm-hmm. Bridge regulation mm-hmm. is very fucking important. So like, I feel like I would be remiss to say that regulating the internet is important, but yeah. to like what, like what extent and mm-hmm who gets to make that rule and everyone has an opinion. I do mm-hmm. think that we've kind of come out of the dark ages of the internet of anonymity mm-hmm. and to like a more like you like if you think about Facebook as your key to log into everything that you, your singularity, like that is your person. Mm-hmm. So like in a way that's a good thing, but how, how do you regulate something that's not intangible? How do you, who are the people that are in charge of it? What are, what are their yeah. motives? So to speak, <laughs> Um, it's all, it's, yeah, it's all fascinating. I mean, it's, it's, we're in a very, we're literally in the infancy of this thing. And it's yeah. kind of a weird, I feel like we're in this renaissance and I said, what a crazy time to be like, you're gonna look back on this. If the planet's still around in 500 years and be like, yeah. what the fuck were they doing? Can you believe this? I also, yeah. I also think that phones are a slow interface. I feel like mm-hmm. once they can meld bio implants once it's wearable or once it's more because this is slow this is really fucking slow it diverts our attention to yeah it's too slow everyone's looking down exactly exactly so i know we're getting a little off topic but i yeah i I love it i love it i am fascinated (laughs) with like the regulation passionate about politics me too yeah Yeah. but uh yeah it's just it's uh it's it's crazy man and well and then like the fighting of like what is real and what is not real and and all of that it's like a whole a whole other thing i was just on a panel of how to fight fake news with people from the wall street journal and they were like Talking about just how important like truth is, but mm-hmm. the, the, the cycle. Of course of you would, yeah. Sagittarius <laughs> Sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is the truth of the matter? Yeah. Let's be honest and direct, yeah, exactly. and oh my God. do so with yeah. like 
when you it's like spreading ideas like wildfire and then yeah. of course you were on a panel talking about I it. wasn't on the panel I was there like watching it. Okay. yeah okay. yeah but I yeah I mean it. it was like it's just so interesting to hear about these just different difference of ideas and and the level of ignorance mm-hmm. in, with some people in relationship to how they interact with the internet yeah. it's like you, you you're a child you don't understand that like this is causing consequences and yeah. like you know what I do think is happening slowly is like, you know, people are way more informed Mm -hmm. than ever before. So I do think that change is going to happen. Just, you know, people Mm -hmm. have to die first, like before all these new ideas and like, we need like history. Exactly. We need a little bit of space to look back and be like, how did this actually impact us? And that's the same thing with astrology too. Like it's really easy to be a great astrologer when you're dealing with looking at people's charts like a f- folks who have passed and mm. then you can interpret it in a certain way because mm. their, their um, uh, physical life mm-hmm. has ended already so we can we can look at their past and be able to make really specific poignant interpretations right it's hard with a living individual sitting across from you yeah and that's why with astrology, you have different areas that are predictive um, you can have astrologers that look at things really from a from our perspective it's like this is fate this is going to happen to you i'm looking at what's what's going to take place like Mm -hmm. i see your chart i see where the planets are currently and you're going to get married in 20 like 2025 yeah enjoy that's wonderful but that's kind of dangerous like what i like about astrology and find extremely extremely powerful is it is a way to look at you your needs uh, the things that you will struggle with, mm-hmm. and then that empowers you to go into the world to make choices, choices. based on free right, will. Right, like, right, let's right. be realistic yeah. here. Um, and while, maybe even shifting your mindset. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, absolutely interesting. Um, it's funny to me because you could you can take it on the matter of okay, so Mercury has just gone retrograde. Okay, guys, let's can watch you, what we say. Can you talk about Mer- Mercury in retrograde? Because I know yeah. that that's been... it's a joke with people. It well, happens so often. That's why it's just people, I just yeah. I, maybe because I'm in the wellness world. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. hear about it so much, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought it left. Is it back again in retrograde? It's in retrograde. And what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. No, no worries. Uh, so, of all the plant, like Mercury moves really quickly, and planets are different sizes. Uh, they're different relation to the sun, so they move more slowly. Some more fast. So Mercury moves quickly, and retrograde motion if you think of uh, like a flight path of a satellite Mm -hmm. going in and around our own planet Mm -hmm. retrograde motion is where something slows down stops and then moves backwards Mm -hmm. oh i know what you're talking about loops and goes back again based on the rotation of the correct i understand so planets do that yeah like it's huge masses of energy yeah. moving in this way and that's why it impacts us on right. earth yeah or like that that's an energetic way of looking Understood. at it okay i got you so mercury is a planet that uh traditionally speaking it rules how we talk how we communicate um mm. putting thought into words putting thought into writing um it is a planet that would see us sort of precociously connecting with one another um that has limitations of course when we think of like the things that are unknowable or the things we don't know we don't know so how can you speak things you don't know Mm -hmm. right um 
And when you have Mercury, a planet in a certain house with a particular sign, it can be in detriment because it moves so quickly and some signs really want to slow things mm-hmm. down. Uh, so when Mercury is in retrograde, you're going back over some sort of element of communication that impacts your life. Interesting. And again, it okay. impacts us all differently. Yeah. But collectively, yeah, we're going to drop our cell phone in the toilet. <laughs> we're going to like write something in an email, send yeah. it off really quickly and be like, oh shit, did yeah. I just say it? Like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, having your foot in your mouth, like mincing your word, like not being able to say what you mean or... Um, just simply babbling, which I think I've done quite a bit of. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I literally said, that's so funny you say that in an email. I, that might be my most embarrassing thing. I, I did something. I sent an email, which I thought I was sending to Nathan. Oops. That was very inappropriate. Nathan is his business partner. And uh, it went to the client and I was like, just oh, no. to oh, let you know, dude, like we might get, we might get in a lot of trouble because yeah. I sent something <laughs> I think I was like oh shit I said, I said like send me the fucking files you twat <laughs> oh, oh okay and that's it, fine and it I went to were... the client oh, it wasn't like fine. I was talking shit I was just like I send me the talk... files you twat <laughs> and it was a female woman that we were working oh, for and I was like hi and so and so I was like so I just did something um, oh, really dumb, but that might be because Mercury's in retrograde. Now I have an excuse. Oh, so, there you go. There we go. But it's also, it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Mercury. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, Planet. but it's also like when we go through moments like this, again, it's like a teachable moment. We are evolving, we move forward, we're human mm-hmm. beings. Yeah. So it's like when we're going through yet another Mercury retrograde, I know it's going to end from where we are here in sure, the world, this right. perspective. Mm-hmm. It changes depending on where you are. Um, on December sixth. Oh, cool! So I got until now, until December sixth, and I'm gonna there. like maybe make some mistakes. So here's the great thing: because I am aware of that, sure, I'm gonna be careful about careful. what I say, or I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna put my phone next to watery thing. Like oh. I'm just gonna keep them separate oh, from go. each other. Smart. And like it just adds a certain level of self awareness. Yeah. And. I do think that an individual is better with self-awareness collectively. And I know I keep coming back to a collective, but this relates like the individual is, but like, you know, it's the molecule, it's the nucleus. And then we have like a larger concept and measurement of the whole that is Mm -hmm. infinite as well. Universe inside you, universe outside of us. So it's so crazy to think that they're all connected because we don't think about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think about that. I think well, I'm just like this thing and I'm I am my own thing and no nothing affects me and I can only affect myself but it's kind of interesting to think about that there may be some other stuff going on that I'm completely unaware about that is affecting my energy my mm-hmm. all of my how I interact with people and my relationships and yeah. all of those things and so. you impacting others sure like, I think that's self-awareness yeah and to like know how you impact people. Like I had a real issue actually when I was younger, if I can yeah. you know, self disclose. Yeah. yeah. I am a motherfucking intense person. <laughs> like I have learned how to be friendly. I would yeah. I would like I was a, a kid who was born seeing. Like, you know how babies like their vision yeah. is sort of like all over the place. They don't have fixed vision. Right. The 
story is like she was born looking and seeing and already thinking and processing things and it made me a really serious kid yeah so i'd be the person that would like show up in a room and everyone's like oh my god amanda's here (laughs) (laughs) and i just be i would be silent and like stare at people and be like she's so weird (laughs) um we have friends that have kids like that uh amy's daughter penelope is very intense Mm-hmm. You think Amy Penelope? Yeah, my interaction with her, she was very like, she wasn't like, she was just like, look at you and like, look at things. And yeah. I just, that was my mm-hmm. take on it. I was like, oh, she's like, not like intense in a bad way. I just yeah. like, she looks like she's trying to figure ev- every she's single thinking. stimulus out. She's thinking, yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe I'll text her and be like, yo, is Penelope like an intense kid? Because she seems, but I'm not I, with her. I would every be day, intrigued so. to know where the Scorpio is in her, her oh, chart. Yeah. But she was born in early October. Oh, that's that's a uh, Libra, enough, right? but yeah. pretty close. Yeah. But, you know, that might actually mean she has like an ascendant in Scorpio or something yeah. like that. But anyway, that's um, crazy. It's like I've learned that about me first through people just reacting, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, like why are people scared around me, or why am I intimidating people? Why are these things happening? And I, I would, I actually really want to connect because I'm yeah. thinking all of these things. Sure. Yeah. I want to share thoughts. I want to communicate. Right. Um, but. You know, as you get older, you learn that just based on how people react to you. But then also for my own part, because of what I'm interested in, yeah, I see it really yeah. clearly in yeah. the chart. And yeah. uh, for me, now I can go into a room and be like, remember to smile at people. Yeah. <laughs> and like, don't stare at them. Like, because I'm trying to like take in information and mm. be like, no, hey, like, good to see you. And right. smile and nod. Right. And now I like sound like an automaton. <laughs> but, yeah. If not that, it could be something else. People that are yeah. ab- like aggressively friendly. I yeah. think we know that counterpoint to maybe that sure. level of intensity, mm-hmm. uh, or it's intensity directed in a completely different way. Yeah. Mm. So again, it's like knowing that about yourself. You're like, okay, yeah, adjust. Yeah. How much so. do you think about like birth order? Are you? Does that have anything to do with like, like in families? families? Yeah. Do you pay yeah. attention Corey to that? Corey says he's the middle child, and he often is like. Well, technically, typical well, technically, I'm first born through my parents, but mm-hmm. I'm the middle child. Right. So. Okay. Kind uh, of, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that plays into what we're talking it, about. It, it can, like, in a really specific way, like, depending on, like, just as an example, without explaining sure. it, it'd be like, if you have a benefic planet which is venus or jupiter in the house that oversees siblings mm-hmm. third house like maybe you'll have tons of siblings uh-huh. um and that's a wonderful thing because you have these like great givers these these planet entities that want to give you things luck or love mm-hmm. um in a sign that or a house part of me that's got you know siblings yeah um interesting so there's that birth order when i when i think about that i from what i've read and studied so far there's nothing that jumps out at me that i could share here Mm -hmm. gotcha that that would speak to that question but i do think of it psychologically speaking from the process of simply having an order of kids and seeing that power structure within a family Mm. so i'm also a middle child Mm. but i have two older siblings and one younger sibling and we're all quite close in age my parents were like okay 80s let's do this (laughs) we're gonna pop out four (laughs) (laughs) but i am i'm pretty classic psychological like middle child 
Yeah. Cool. Like yeah. screaming for attention at times, but also once it's there, you're like, don't look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want it. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, can I selfishly ask you to um, tell us a couple of things about, what's your sign? Sagittarius. Sagittarius and Geminis. Yeah. Like, Maybe, yeah. The, I would say... Like, in the combination of the two? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a beautiful combination, first and oh. foremost. <laughs> well, I um, think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I like about it is, thinking back to elements, you have fire and you have air. So Gemini, air. You're, oh. you're air. Oh, Gemini okay. is air. Um, that's twins. And then you have Sagittarius, which is fire. Interesting. Um, and what is great about that is you have two um, and not to go down the gendered role but traditionally speaking when we genderize signs sure. they're both masculine signs yeah you can also think of it like yang it's yang energy yeah okay. um and fire wants freedom mm-hmm. it wants freedom and air wants change so when you bring those two together, like those are the needs of the element. Hmm. You bring them together and they feed each other yeah. in a great way, oh, right? Interesting, yeah. yeah. Well, if you want freedom, let me change it for you. Let's change stuff up. Yeah. It's like, well, I want change. It's like, we got to be free to get change. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so um, very naturally speaking, I think if you think to like uh, a fire, what's, what feeds a fire? Air, what makes yeah, it bigger? Totally. Yeah. What, what creates a wildfire? Like, mm-hmm. Right now in California, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. we're seeing very much so what can yeah. happen. Yeah, fire and air, baby. Yeah. yeah. Intense crazy. devastation like yeah. <laughs> of forests. Yeah. But at the same time, like think about that in relation to helping one another do what you want to do in life. Yeah. I think it's a, a really beautiful combination. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, I would say yeah. so. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's always been a thing in our relationship of... Like, we will not get in the way of each other's passions. Mm -hmm. And we will, I think we are constantly telling each other, yeah, I support you. I support you. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I support you no matter what. And think about it this way, maybe. Or how can I help? Yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. I mean, we're we're also super lucky. We just happen to be very, very compatible, Mm -hmm. like, relationship-wise. I mean, she's definitely, like, alpha dominant, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just, like, take a back seat. Which is hard... When I say that to other men that I know, it like, it sometimes makes them feel like a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are definitely times in the relationship where you are alpha. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not like I'm. No, no, you're not like this domineering bitch. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, But it does make it when I do go into that like mode of like, hold on, you know, or whatever, that it's more, not that it's more like, it just. I, I kind of I mean it because it doesn't come out very often. So mm-hmm. when it does, it's like, hey, let's pay attention to this thing. Yeah. I also think, like, if I may, just for yeah. a moment, mm-hmm. comment on that. Yeah, there is nothing stronger than a man who knows himself. <laughs> yeah, like okay. to say to somebody, no, no, like you can have whatever opinion you want about alpha or beta. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But this is what I know to be true about me, mm-hmm. and I I hold it. Yeah, I hold it in my hand and. Yeah, I'm I've, I'm fixed with it. I got yeah, it. totally, Damn. totally. Well, and to pretend to be something that you're like, nah, it, oh, it's like, such it's, a waste of time. Oh, my, you know, it's just weird. And I don't hang out with a ton of straight men, mm-hmm. um, which is something that's like a recent change. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, when I do get there, you know, and I'll say it, like, if it comes up, they're like, oh, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Why would you say that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking about you and your girlfriend. Like, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, she's definitely um, very strong and like, you know. I'm just kind of like in the, uh, what do they call it in cycling when you're like drafting? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I like, feel like I'm drafting, which is cool because I mean, also recognizing like, like a lot of the patterns that Alex has are like very healthy sure. and yeah. very like better yourself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for me to draft alongside that has made me mm-hmm. better. So that's like kind of a cool thing. And that's why I'm like, oh, I like this dynamic it's kind of a cool thing but yeah anyways getting off on going off on a no, on but a tangent, like this, but, this is all related like yeah. i think when it comes down to having someone that you've chosen right your partners yeah. and mm-hmm. you're both individuals too that evolve and change mm-hmm. in your life but like knowing your needs first and foremost as that independent individual mm-hmm. is crucially important because through self-assessment, you're like, all right, I take stock of who I am now. And these are the other things that I would like to counterpoint what I got going on. Right, right. And I think it is really smart to be able to look at someone in their full strength and power and be like, wow, you got this? Yeah. I want to be right up next to that. Totally. And then be able to help you. Because again, like I've used the word counterpoint quite a bit. But it's like the scales in Libra. You want mm-hmm. to balance something out. Interesting. And so where there's yeah. fire and air, you also have water and earth. And let's think about that dynamic for a moment. You have water, which is this sort of mo- moving or stagnant um, element mm-hmm. that wants to give life to things it's so emotional it wants to fill up things it's expansive it's the ocean right it can also be a like very fast moving pointed river and again it could be a puddle of mud too <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you put that into the earth what grows yeah like and for the earth like it can be arid if it doesn't have water mm-hmm. so again it's it's this wonderful um Dare I say yin, yin and yang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Masculine, feminine. Yeah, for sure. Um, fixed and moving, and and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. very cool. This is so cool. I'm gonna have to start doing some yeah. some uh, reading up. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations for someone that would like wanna get in more involved or learn more about this? Like, yeah. where where's a good starting point mm-hmm. for people? Uh, a good starting point. Funnily enough, like I would. <laughs> For my own part, it was definitely YouTube. Oh, cool. Like, mm-hmm. just just look into uh, astrology on YouTube and sort of go down that, vor- like, go into the vortex. Anyone and check in it particular out. that you'd recommend? Yeah. Uh, specifically for me, based on what I've read and studied, I, I am of the Hellenistic school. Mm-hmm. And there are three astrologers right now that are, like, really just crushing it out there in the world uh, Chris Brennan. Austin Kopic and Kelly Surtees. Mm-hmm. They have a fantastic um, dynamic, and they also have they, they participate in the Astrology Schools podcast. So Chris Brennan is mm. a very intense Scorpio, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but super knowledgeable, and he he has the, the Astrology School, cool. and they have a fantastic podcast, or he has a wonderful podcast, and. Um, that's a wonderful source of information because he, he goes really, really specific. Cool. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, I would definitely look at YouTube videos. There are oh. some like mm-hmm. older astrologers that are out there. Um, and then, of course, there, there are some great books out there. Too. Sure. Demetra George, especially for Hellenistic astrologers, is really fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. where I would start. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. And if someone's going into um, an astrology reading, what are some important things? Or, like, what can they bring to the – like, is there something specific that they need to know going into a reading? I'm going to be doing one this afternoon. And something that I mentioned to the client, I was like, think – to yourself, what what am I struggling with right now? And we can pick that apart and be as useful as possible there. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you go into an astrology and you're like, when am I going to get married? That's it's such a narrow question, mm-hmm. right? And so if we think more broadly than that, if you go in saying, what do I need from a partner? Mm-hmm. That's a very different kind of question. Yeah. And you have much more room to interpret, to show and tell more to a client. So thinking narrowly or having narrow questions limits you. Sure. So go in as expansively as possible. Be like, I would like to know where can I find good fortune? How, like, how do I attain fortune? Mm. And... An astrologer can then look at a chart and be like, okay, I, I know these placements. I'm looking at the benefic planets. I, yeah. I see the lot of fortune and it's aligned this way. Okay, so you have multiple avenues to gain fortune in your life. Let's mm-hmm. talk about those. Interesting. So, yeah, that would be a recommendation. Broad, broad, broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, broad strokes. Yeah. And then, and then, you then can it becomes a conversation too. Disseminate uh, your own, like, more specific things, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had, I'm going to pull up um, my. Instagram because I had someone ask a question but I can't remember what they asked. Um, uh, we kind of already. Oh wait, where? We kind of <laughs> already talked about this one, but um, how reliable are daily horoscopes? What information do those writers use to write them? But we kind of already talked about that. But yeah. if there's anything else you'd like to say on that, dailies are interesting. Like I. Some of my favorite uh, dailies, they sound more like poetry than like a prescription for your day. Yeah. And again, like based on your chart on any given day, it's going to impact you completely differently right. than the person right. next to you. Yeah. yeah. And like pop, I think that's why pop some astrology. People are skeptical yeah. Of, of course. That. Of course. Yeah. And rightly so. Like let's ask questions and let's. And this is something that is changing but when looking back it kind of breaks my heart a bit about where we are right now with astrology or have just come from it hasn't been brought into schools yet like there there are schools or places of learning and teachers that exist outside of formal institutions Mm -hmm. or there there hasn't been a lasting institutionalization of teaching astrology Mm -hmm. So could you imagine getting a PhD in astrology? Yeah. Wow. Like if there was the structure and the framework, and this kind of ties to regulation, like not in the same way of limiting, but of what doors can be opened. Sure, sure, sure. Through yeah. that kind of um, support and discussion of right. it. Right. So you turn something that's occult and you expose it to light. Yeah. Um, that can have a very different uh, impact on people's understanding. Well, it's probably harder too because it is a lot of it is up for interpretation and sure. not like necessarily like um i don't want to say science-based because it kind of it, like it really kind of is but it is, yeah. um 
I guess part uh, parsing out facts mm-hmm. is a little bit harder, yeah. which might explain why maybe there aren't like, but who knows? Maybe there. You said there was a school for it, right? Is that there like are se- a, there are several? There are several. Yeah, okay, yeah cool. they're out there. That's cool. Um, but yeah, and, I mean, having a course or something in it, I think, would be super important. Uh, there are tons to like, of those. Yeah, yeah. 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 you can definitely yeah, for sure. Uh, the the information is there. Yeah, and we're again we're in a, a time now where I think. And this this kind of links to what you had been asking before, like what's going on yeah, in yeah, our yeah. world? Yeah, and we're kind of losing <clears throat> faith in the capitalist structures, mm-hmm. the human-made capitalist structures that have seen like horrible things happen to the middle class, mm-hmm. to the working class, the distribution of wealth completely stop, mm-hmm. and right now, like we operate in a money system. Yeah. In feudal times, it was like land and labor. Um, and there were great moments where people would turn almost like unblinkingly to religion for a sense of themselves. Mm-hmm. We're bet, like, we've, we've come a long way. Right. So now we're in a place where, again, I'm like, you know, almost two master's degrees and <laughs> rent is how much? Yeah. Like, God, like, it's... Yeah. It's crushing. And so you want to look for reasons why. And I think religion and we look at the corruption of like the Catholic Church, just as one example, Mm -hmm. there's corruption all over the place. Um, People are becoming incensed towards uh, maybe old institutions. Yeah. And we're looking, including the government. Yeah. um, Looking now to something a little bit different. Yeah. Let's find mm-hmm. some purpose and reason somewhere else. Yeah, that's sure. awesome. Yeah. Another question was, um, what what in the stars should we be looking out for in the year to come? Oh, okay. Well, like, definitely still Uranus in Taurus. Um, that's going to impact us all. And right now, it actually, it's retrograde in Aries. Okay. So, and, and something I didn't mention about retrograde before, it causes you to look at something again for a reason. It's like mm. the lesson or the idea that was trying to get across either to a really large group of people or a smaller group of people, i.e. yourself. Um, you got to look at it again to learn the lesson and then you move on, you move forward, you go out of retrograde motion and you yeah. continue on your trajectory. Uh, so that's, that's a huge one. It's huge. Yeah. We're all going to do much better with our relationships because is venus rising venus just went direct on the 16th she went direct again in libra yesterday yep yesterday so even this act that we're doing right now Mm -hmm. like me coming together with the two of you Mm -hmm. to talk about this is me sharing something i love Mm -hmm. i love uh your activity which is literally making this podcast is something the two of you love you love each other yeah and we're in direct motion we are actively coming into this energetic moment yeah where we're sharing that and we're receiving it too so that that will be a wonderful thing for all of us just coming out of a retrograde venus in scorpio which can be really tough on all of us yeah you're looking really deep at who you are, how you love yourself, how you mm. love other people, how you creatively express yourself, and it's very internalized. And now we're we're out of that and we're moving forward again. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, mm, awesome. Mm. That's good. Um, I wanted to kind of switch gears just a little bit because since we do um, focus this podcast on a little bit of business or entrepreneurial type things, um, your 
in when are you done with your master's program? Um, twenty twenty. Oh, part time. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought it was sooner. Oh, it must just be me. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're correct me if I'm wrong. Somewhat newer into doing reading charts mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. And do you have an idea or wish or hope of of where you would like to take yourself and your career? Are you looking to do more readings? What are, What do you want? Yeah, what's on What's on the horizon? Yeah. Uh, let me look at my chart real quick. No. <laughs> um, no, I think this is a tricky thing because while my formal education has been like really deeply rooted mm-hmm. in like academia, like yeah. capital A academia, mm-hmm. this is an area of study that is like lowercase academia, or yeah. at least that is how. I see it. It's changing. It is fully changing. Sure, I sure. acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's difficult when you're an executive administrator in an mm-hmm. institution, and then also you're like, oh, but I can read your chart. Like, can, can we talk about these things? And, yeah. and looking yeah. at tarot, the segue from art art history to tarot and astrology, there, there are definitely links there that are were beautiful and have have brought me to this point professionalizing one over the other that's a negotiation and I think depending on what you're capable of when you really sort of look at yourself um, some people can do both Mm -hmm. Uh, naturally the percentages or the ratio of one over the other will will change at times Mm -hmm. Um, I think anyone who's working in nonprofit arts needs Mm. (laughs) another source of income yeah Preach. Oh, yeah. God. New York yeah. rent. Um, <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, for me, it's getting over the hump of being taken seriously. Yeah. yeah. And that's just me putting it out there. There are a ton of astrologers I have the utmost respect for and consider them professional and academic. And I'm excited that they're alive right now teaching what yeah. they're teaching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for myself personally, it's that it's an awkward transition from mm-hmm. the, that like borderline corporate institutionalized working world to this right now kind yeah. of side gig that doesn't necessarily align. Sure. But yeah, I'm being proven wrong. Like yeah. the, the times that I've sort of, uh, been curious about people. I'm like, oh, so what's your sign? Like, if I may, if I may be so bold as to ask. Um, yeah. And when people are open-minded to talking about it, mm-hmm. or they're curious and want to know more because right. they see me as a source of information, sure. yeah. uh, a fraught one, of course. But yeah, I mean, that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And my experience working with you, Alex, and with Megan in the first place, I wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> if it wasn't a situation where I just brought my tarot cards to a yoga yeah. retreat, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool, though. Yeah, we are. I, be, I, I kind of liken it to, I had a biology <clears throat> professor in college that was, like, so good at teaching biology and, like, understanding. He, like, understood everything. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a devout uh, Mormon. Yeah. And I was like, how do you reconcile those two things? He's like... Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Like we are full of contradictions. It's exactly. Yeah. I mean, not that that's the same, but it's mm-hmm. like you you're essentially kind of living at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of like things that you're really into or passionate about and something that you do that mm-hmm. you're also really I would imagine still passionate about, but yeah. they're just yeah. in sitting in juxtaposition, which is like 
to yeah and the beautiful things they start informing each other like i'm yeah. a better art historian right because right. of yeah. the like occult mm-hmm. information that i've gathered yeah. and anybody who's got some professional aspect if we can put it that way that is on the surface in contradiction with themselves. Like maybe that mechanic we were talking yeah. about is also a florist. Right. But wait a minute, what are the connections there? Yeah. Like, yes, a mechanic must use force and certain parts of the brain that manage systems and operations, mm-hmm. but you also need delicacy around really fine machinery. Right. The same thing with guard. Like you've got to be delicate with those flowers sometimes, yeah. or you'd have to like hack at the roots to right. dig up a dying tree. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, there yeah. are really interesting parallels we can like make yeah. with things that on the surface, unless we go deeper, like yeah. are seemingly opposite. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have any other? I think no. I mean, I'm. Uh, I I feel like I could talk oh, for yeah. two and a half hours, yeah. three hours, yeah. but that would be off the air. Maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have to have you on again. Sensitive of your with time. Pleasure, uh, with pleasure. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's fire? let's do some rapid fire questions real quick. First thing that comes to your mind. Um, oh, which one do I want to start with? Okay, I'll start with this one because I kind of already asked you this. What's your dream job other than the field you're in? Dream job? I would have loved to have been an actress. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. Huge expression of emotion. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your favorite junk food? Macaroni and cheese. Fuck yeah, dude. So oh. much cheese. <laughs> so mac good. and cheese. Oh, such a good answer. I always forget about mac and cheese. I always say nachos, but damn, that's a great answer. Mm-mm. Oh, Curry shit. Loves some mac and cheese. Craft macaroni and cheese. Any. 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 Any is good, but like, if I'm going to go full hog, I'm like, going craft but yeah. that's just me I, i'll just like shred more cheese and put it on top of like i've never KD, done that craft dinner mac and cheese so oh, good craft dinner so <laughs> add mustard like to your audience you, add some mustard I, in that's canada dope. they add ketchup some some do i'm not i'm not a ketchup person for I mac and cheese much. but i'm like a like a dab of mustard and you're just like bite yeah it gets like tang Oh, oh, dude, I was in, okay, I was in Peterborough, Ontario hey. for a summer, and everyone fucking drank Tang, and mac and cheese had ketchup in it, and I was like, I am living in a foreign country, yeah. what is happening? We're, yes. Canadians can be strange, we're a little strange. <laughs> Love Peterborough, though, oh mm. my god, Canada's fucking amazing. Yeah. Anyways, I, uh, what's the next one? Um, opposite side, what's your favorite healthy snack? Healthy snack, Fruit. Nice. Like I know it's general, but man, no. a good apple, mm. a hard crisp apple. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your dream date? Ooh, um, I'm all about like breaking open their soul, like <laughs> one on one on one, like a dinner or an after hours thing where it's just the two of you intensely talking. Like I, that's, I appreciate. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I want to get. I want to get to know them. I want to know them. What's your love language? First, what words of affirmation? Yeah, that's words what of affirmation. Uh, acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, physical yeah, touch. Yeah, those the, those are the three that come yeah. first for me. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, we talk is, a lot about love languages. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Super, super useful important. lens yeah, yeah. through which to look at our. It was yeah. really helpful for Corey and I when we realized one of Corey's 
he he likes to give love with physical touch yeah and receiving physical touch is like the bottom for (laughs) me and there's so many times where he'll be like you've been home for 10 minutes and you haven't even hugged me yet i'm like I say it just but like did that. I make You're you dinner? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I done did for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And learning that, it kind of, um, it was helpful for me to receive yeah. his hugs and like physical touch. And it was also kind of like soften the blow for you when I didn't <laughs> hug you within the first 60 seconds of walking yeah. into the door. Yeah. Well, it's like a pat on the, like, I, th- I think it's so, it's great autopsy on relationships to look back and be like, where were we misaligned? Yeah. Like, on yeah. the love languages. Yeah. yeah. But to, to know and recognize that mm-hmm. and then be like, if I just like come in the door and like can at least touch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that <laughs> connection and we're like, we're good. We're yeah. Good. yeah. 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 Totally. Um, what is your favorite app on your phone? It doesn't have to be your Astro, Astro Gold. Astro Gold is a phenomenal Ooh. app for astrologers to Astro use. Astro Gold. Astro Gold is okay. really, really great. Um, it takes a little while to get used to it, just, yeah. but it's very powerful. And it's like for the limitation of the devices that we have now, yeah. that's going to change. Hey. Uh, it, it works really well. Cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. Astro Gold. Astro Gold. I will uh, download it and report back. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens it's it's expensive it's like 43 dollars. Oh, i will not download it <laughs> whoa yeah. i didn't know an app could be 43 dollars yeah. it's it's like a soft it's software yeah. like oh, you can wow. get in a software wow. and it's, shows an you well, i would imagine if it's showing you where the planets are it's probably mm-hmm. really yeah. expensive because yeah. there's a whole bunch of shit that goes into that i have an app called Sunseeker mm-hmm. for when i'm filming oh. and i pull it up all the time to see where the sun's gonna be at what time and oh, that was like so cool. yeah. yeah um it shows you the path Mm-hmm. Uh, and like time of day. Um, amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. There's probably but similar coding. Because probably. It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was really fucking expensive. It was like yeah. 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a building, I'm like, where's the light? I can just be like, oh, the sun's going to be here. We'll film that in like an hour. That's insane. It's cool. That's really, wow. really, That's really useful. cool. Wow. That's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. Um, what's the last show you binged? Um, what's the one with Jason Bateman? Um, oh, Ozark. Ozark. Oh, man, yeah. Ozark. I want, I ch- dude, I have, yeah. Great Capricorn, by the I way. I want to see Jason that. Bateman. Oh, really? <laughs> he's hard he's working. never done anything bad. He's great. Yeah. He's never done anything I've hated. Yeah. He's so good. And he can do comedy. It's, yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's a good show. That's another, like, we were talking about oppositions before. Like, looking at the, the characters, good people doing real bad things. Yeah. Bad people sometimes doing really good things. Like, I yeah. think it shows that complication really <clears throat> right. nicely. Right. And yeah. Bateman's just like Yeah. As a dramatic actor, excellent. I feel yeah. like he directed some of those. Too. He did. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hard cool. working Capricorn. Yeah, dude. Ambitious too. Yeah. Right? For real. <laughs> For real. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could have a conversation with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Elizabeth the First. Whoa. Oh, that's yeah. very specific. Wow. Yeah. She's fascinating to me on so many levels. Like power so much power mm-hmm. and uh, when i had asked like what profession would you like to to be an actress or an actor like she performed her royalty yeah like how she even decorated herself like, yeah she, she put on a mask every day mm-hmm. which that that's who you were telling yeah. us about the mm-hmm. do you wanna... that's crazy yeah um 
the makeup that she would wear was also like toxic. It had lead in it. And so And she would cake it on her face. Yeah. Like we we look back here's the art historic outlet. Some of the portraiture of her has her with a very, very uh, white uh, face, the high brow, they would shave their brows to have like a, a more pronounced forehead, thin eyebrows, sometimes they were even lightened uh, with, with the same like cakey powder, yeah. uh, a thin red lip, uh, emphasis on the eyes. And because it was toxic, it was eating away at her skin. She'd had smallpox earlier oh, on in Jesus. her life, so it was covering up the pock marks, but in and of the effort to cover it, she's eroding her her skin slowly but anyway like fascinating woman like to exist with that much pressure in and around her of extraordinarily powerful men historically speaking too in a in the in the west specifically in britain during that time Mm -hmm. male rulers male rulers queens functioned yes figuratively And there are exceptions as far as, like, actual exercise power is concerned. But, man, Elizabeth I, she's like, I'm not going to marry anyone. Get the fuck off my back. And then, like, she ruled. Literally and figuratively, she ruled. That's dope. I'd love to talk to her. That's cool. She was smart, really smart and strategic. Oh, my God, I wonder what her son's son is. (laughs) You could probably find out. I'll I'll look it up later. I'll look it up. (laughs) Wow. Look at her chart. Yeah. <laughs> um, last one. What's your dream vacation? Mm. If you say to Uranus, I'm going <laughs> to applaud you. I was actually going to say I love green but lunar. Like Scotland, rural mm. Scotland. Ooh. When you get further and further north... There's not so many trees, but it's still all green, green oh. and it gets like kind of craggy, especially on the islands. The Isle of Skye is—it's <coughs> gorgeous. And have you been to Scotland before? Yeah, um, but also places like Iceland. Um, while maybe not so much green or as much, I, I love expansive, open, and on the surface lacking nature but yeah. there's so much going yeah, on yeah, yeah. volcanically yeah. speaking it's very interesting I very like specific yeah type of like yeah i would, don't know if i could say that about any place that's crazy yeah very mm-hmm. cool yeah awesome mm-hmm. um okay that about wraps it up yeah um who would like to start with what is the most stupid or embarrassing thing you did this week well i already went and said i wrote a very yeah, bad email to somebody so that's my embarrassing or stupid thing yeah Mm. what about what about uh uh, what about you yeah i'm i'm a very i'm like on the surface i don't seem emotional but i'm super emotional (laughs) scorpio waters run deep (laughs) (laughs) so um we're going through some shifts at our office at work Mm -hmm. and this again was tying to the advice from earlier thinking long term I was unable to focus on the long term mm. and was just like a straight up bitch to oh, no. people in my office mm. this week, which for the vast majority of them, it's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like really angry and like upset with what's happening because it yeah. has implications more widely speaking on the far reaching. Yeah. 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 So for me, I was unable to like find that mature place to be kind, <laughs> like to be a better me <laughs> for yeah. people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was embarrassing looking Aww. at it in hindsight yeah, yeah. 
Well, hindsight's no. That's twenty twenty. What yeah. about you? Um, not super. I guess it's just so stupid. Um, so I did a film shoot. Excuse me on Tuesday, and if you don't remember, Tuesday was cold AF. Yeah. And the film shoot was outside, so I was outside from nine to four, and. <sighs> Yes. You're still dethawing? Yes. Yeah. And I just like, for some reason, when I looked at the temperature, it was, it said it was 50, but mm-hmm. I think it was one of those 50, but feels like Wind 30. Yeah. And Come I didn't on, think huh? about, totally I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I was very underprepared for the weather and someone had hand warmers mm-hmm. and, um, I was like, oh, that's so kind of you. Let's, let's share it. Yeah. So she took one and I took one and I was like, where do I put this one hand warmer? And I didn't also didn't have gloves. So I was kind of like holding it for a little bit and I was like, and I had high waisted pants, like mm-hmm. exercise pants on. So I put it in my like on my low back and it was amazing. Yes. Felt so good. Forgot about it when oh. I went to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and it fell in the toilet. Don't get in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I can't I can't flush it. I also didn't hear it for some reason, which I think is really interesting. You just um, turn around and like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I need to, f- to go to the doctor. <laughs> I went to flush. <laughs> I went to flush. Was like, oh, no, nope, don't let him. Whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh, Jude, that was he's, he's impressive. Crazy. Butter. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my god, I well, saw that happen in slow motion. That scared me. I didn't know what was going on. All right. Um, Animals pick up on energy, guys. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they do. Something they were sensing. Something. Something. Sensing something. Mm. Yeah. So dropped the little hand warmer in the toilet. Had to pick it up because I couldn't flush it. That's pretty embarrassing, dude. It was I'm stupid. Like, it was I stupid to me. Lost the hammer. We're like, no, I need this. No. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was also like, ah, crap. I can't flush this. I gotta fish it out. And like, I was still could have used a little bit of the warmth. What was that? Also, the funniest thing that happened to you? No. What's the funniest thing that happened to you? Um, I can't decide. I kind of want to do a throwback when we were driving back from. Um, oh my god. Our, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> When we were driving back from the yoga retreat, we got stuck in some traffic, and I had to pee so badly. Poor so thing. I was like, "Let's just—I gotta distract myself, guys. Let's play a game." So we were playing the sink, uh, jinx game, where oh, you have to say—I know what you're you have about, to yeah. say the same thing at the same time. So I was like, "Okay, example vegetables. We have to say the same one, two, vegetable. Three. Yeah, one, Carrots. two, three. Yep." And Amanda and I are playing, and I can't remember what the We've first... been in the car for, like, yeah. three hours yeah. at this point, and we're in New York traffic trying yeah. to go from New Jersey to New yeah. York. Uh, yeah. And we're hungry. Just yes, paint yeah. in the picture. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, I don't remember what the first vegetable was that we both said, um, but then the second one, I was like, oh, okay, I think I know what she's going to say. And so I say it, and I think at that point you said okra which i was like that is not a common vegetable <laughs> i'm like all right we got one more shot we can do this amanda we can do this and i think i said eggplant maybe and i said one two three eggplant and she said pizza <laughs> pizza is a vegetable oh according to the u.s uh food and drug That's administration true. She technically wasn't wrong. It, we the car erupted. Oh, I man. erupted. It was fun. we had been talking about Saragina's pizza. Yes, mm. and we, we were gonna go there for we went there for dinner, and that's when I met Corey. That's right. Um, and 
we had been talking about this pizza. I was hungry. And pizza. so <laughs> afterwards, I was like, I was so hungry. I could only pick a pizza. pizza. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So oh. I'm throwing it back to pizza. <laughs> I, I share that story, too. Like, that, I laughed. I think tears came to my eyes. Like, it was probably that. the last time I really, really laughed hard. That was I awesome. I love that. Yeah. I, made, I laughed. I made you laugh. I did something. Oh, well mall oh yeah so <laughs> i we, we were all having dinner or hanging out with our neighbors and we were and talking about this is a, we were talking about halloween together. and halloween costumes and one of the characters from this is us mm-hmm. with his wife dressed up as two characters from the show that he's in nice and i was like yeah did you see toby's instagram he just he dressed up as jack and mall and like everyone in the room was like what what? what the fuck are you what talking about? Talking Look, yeah, he's, he dressed up as Jack and Maul. Maul is no is no one. <laughs> Maul is not even a character of the thing. But she she's like, do you mean Rebecca? And I was like, yeah, Rebe- Rebecca. And she's like, Maul. <laughs> Who calls somebody Maul? Like, what the fuck? Maul. I'm like, yeah, like Molly. Like Maul, the Maul is short for Molly. She's like, no one ever. And she was laughing, and then that oh, made me man. laugh. And then I put a video of her laughing 10 minutes later of it on Instagram, and I got more people commenting on that, because when Alex laughs, it's like, it is very much a sight to behold. It's like one of my favorite things, because it just, her nose starts to like quiver. Her Aww. nose goes like, and it's just so funny. And then like people, random people I haven't heard from in years are like, yo, that shit made me laugh so hard. Seriously, I have no it's... idea what you're talking about, but it, it's very funny. If you want to watch it, it's on Husband and Wife Talk. It's on our saved stories. Like, we have, like, one that says laugh, so you can go back and watch it. Crazy. But... Infectious oh, laughter. Yeah. Infectious. I, I cry when <laughs> I'm sad and when I'm happy. Mm. And the in-between scale of me not crying is very very narrow. wide yeah no oh, very narrow, narrow. i'm oh, yeah. either I'm, I'm crying a lot yeah um yeah i definitely cry when i laugh but yeah. oh man that was so funny so funny anything That's funny weird. happened to you other than that are you sharing that uh, one? Well, my life is kind of a joke okay two master's degrees <laughs> sure everyone listening is like oh your life is a joke yeah <laughs> oh god um no i'm just trying to think um or a throwback or anything. You don't have to. I find like often when you you're thinking something, like I, nature has a really interesting way of like really like nailing certain ideas home to you. Mm. And so I was walking to a yoga class mm-hmm. uh, on Friday morning, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Really, really rainy, rainy, crazy weather. First thing in the morning, and I was walking along and just got paid and I was like what are all the cool things I want to like buy yeah. <laughs> and then I had this brief moment where I was like you know what I should really pay I should pay that card down or like yeah. I, sh- I should do something responsible with that money yeah and at that moment my umbrella turned inside and out again and like thwapped me right in my forehead and like it was like a pal like a palpable thwap Whoa. in the moment where I was thinking like you know, I should do that responsible thing with my money. It was like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do, do that. that. And I, I had to chuckle. I was like, that is thanks, universe. <laughs> All right, I'll pay my bills. I'll pay my bills. I yeah, got, I got it. it. Fine. I got it. Fucking fine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to find you uh, or, you know, know a little bit more about you, where can they, what's the best place to find out more about you? Um, 
Instagram? I think, yeah, Instagram. It's Amanda, and you can find me there. Cool. Yeah. And if they want to contact you to maybe do a tarot reading or a... Uh, can you do um, a chart reading over the phone? I, I am only in person. Good okay. for you. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Everyone's got their own outlets and their best way of working. I really, I need to see the person. I want them across from me. Yeah. Um, when I was like, what's your best first date? Yeah. I want that person oh, across that's from that's me. That's right? that's yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I get uh, it. So yeah. Uh, my email is my name, Amanda Pajak, A-M-A-N-D-A-P-A-J-A-K, six, five. Hey. Because that's how old my soul is. No, hey. Um, <laughs> at gmail.com. Cool. And that's the best way to, to reach awesome. out. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, if they want to find me, it's at Corey underscore Lauren on Instagram. What about you, wife? Dancing Ginger Alex or our web, our um, Instagram handle for the podcast is Husband and Wife Talk. Cool. Thank you so much, man. Thank you really so much. Well, this is so wonderful. Back. I think we'll uh, yeah. definitely do a repeat on this one. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing conversation, it's about to go down I'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town I'm E.T., you can phone me, girl, you know me Only wanna hear a different tone I know somewhere quiet we can go down